Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton and Greg White here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's show. Gregory, how are we doing? I'm doing great. How do you like our new uh, frames here? I'm Beautiful, a big fan. It? I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm a big Greg White fan, and that kind of spills over to wherever you're broadcasting from. But we've got a big show lined up today. Big guest. Greg, our featured guest, is with one of the world's most admired companies, where he is responsible for the company's distribution centers, logistics, transportation, and delivery services. So, Greg, we're talking mm-hmm. about Lowe's and it's twenty and it's twenty two hundred plus stores, no small feat, right? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they've been growing uh, and doing great things in supply chain. I have have actually had some interactions with them many years ago, and. They have been working on their supply chain excellence for a long, long time. And they've done, I can verify as a customer that they have done a great job. <laughs> that makes two of us. And we're looking forward to kind of diving into some of the leadership uh, and POV behind all of that. So on that note, I want to formally welcome in Mr. Don Fryson, Executive Vice President, Supply Chain with Lowe's. Hey, good morning, hey, hey. Scott. Good morning, Greg. Hey, Good Don, how are you? Good morning, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing well this morning. It's just uh, great to be here with you guys. We are too. You know, we, we've really enjoyed the, the pre-show conversation. Uh, as Greg's already kind of let the cat out of the bag, we're, we're already fans and customers of Lowe's. And, and, and so, and I've had a lot of great experiences. So we're looking forward as fellow supply chain geeks to kind of dive into some of the, what goes on behind the scenes. Well, we're, we're excited to just talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of supply chain and specifically all the great things that uh, our supply chain associates are doing to move the business forward. Love it. And that's what they do. Uh, people do certainly move our global supply chains forward, global retail uh, organizations forward and take care of the consumers. But before we get to that, before we get to all that heavy lifting, we talk about supply chain and, and lows and beyond, let's get to know Don Fryson a little bit better. So Don, tell us, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. So right Mississippi Delta, uh, right on the Mississippi river. Uh, fun fact, I have an identical twin brother. Okay. Um, I'm Don, he's Ron. Right. Yeah. So imagine growing up with an identical twin. So there's certain things I can't talk about, but other than that, we are <laughs> a lot Leave of Leave the minds to wonder. Right. Exactly. 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 But um, so go so ahead. So Don, Don and Ron Fryson uh, were folks always uh, want to know what the Fryson brothers were up to as you were growing up? Uh, always, absolutely always. But it's a good thing. Uh, my brother's a really good guy. And I can remember years ago, um, we, we actually lived in the same city for a while in Atlanta. And he had been there for some time. And when I moved to Atlanta, he says, I need you to do two things for me, brother. I said, what's that? He says, I need you to smile and I need you to say hello to everybody. Because <laughs> oftentimes people thought I was Ron. So 
it's uh it's been fascinating <laughs> so you had to carry his good name forward <laughs> exactly exactly i love that um all right one, one final question where is ron today what part of the world does he live in ron is in atlanta georgia he's uh working with uh children's health care of atlanta he's oh. their chief operating officer there so he's wow. uh He's doing a lot of good things, particularly during this period when healthcare is so premier in our country. Okay, wow, the, yeah, the Frosting awesome. Brothers are getting stuff done. Um, all right, one mm -hmm. final note about growing up in Memphis. You know, we got to talk about food just a second. When oh you, yeah. When you look, <laughs> when you when you look back at your upbringing and you think about food that was an integral part of it, what's a dish that comes to mind, Don? Come on, come on, Memphis, Memphis barbecue. barbecue. You gotta know it's Memphis barbecue. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I, I was I was gonna let you say it though. Um and and the sauce in Memphis. Or is there no sauce? Is it all smoke? I... Oh no, no, there's no. sauce. There's sauce. And let me give give all your viewers and listeners a tip. If you're in Memphis, you have to have cozy corner barbecue. You talk Love about it. I have the heard that best That's... barbecue go to cozy corner <laughs> so we're getting man we've already tackled my my this checklist. is an unpaid endorsement by dawn no Price. kidding unpaid unpaid <laughs> cozy corner so folks listen to that it, it comes from folks that know uh one of our favorite topics to talk about greg barbecue but let's kind of switch yeah. switch over to the professional side of don's journey so so don uh as you alluded to pre-show we're all big you know, supply chain nerds. We, we love the craft as Greg and, and others have called it. We love the industry, love the people that make it happen. All the, the, the uh, innovation and technology that's revolutionized in many ways. But why did supply chain stick out and, and appeal to you? And, and where'd you get your start? Yeah, so it's, gosh, it's been a lifelong journey. I'm almost afraid to tell you how long I've been in this, <laughs> in this game, uh, 30 some odd years. And, and, emphasis on the some odd, uh, actually started in college. <laughs> I, I started my career as a packaged car helper my sophomore year of college with United Parcel Service. And um, gosh, what a great job for a college student. Got hired on for the holidays to, you know, jump off of one end of the street, wheel packages, deliver them and jump on. And Fortunate for me, I'd done a pretty good job during that period, and I was called back in January and uh, started to work in the hub on a variety of different roles, from car washer to preload. Uh, and you know, it was just something about that. Now, this was before deregulation. So again, I'm showing my age here. And uh, I had an opportunity to work with um, the over-the-road drivers by putting in their radios, hooking up their, their uh, tractor to the trailer and preparing for them to go out for the day. And uh, just something that, boy, I looked at that and said, man, this is pretty neat. And um, it, it, it just became a passion for me. Mm. Years later, not very many years later, upon graduation, I went to work for a very large uh, truckload carrier, Schneider National Carriers. And uh, oh, yeah. the journey then in earnest began. Mm. So one quick follow-up question. Did you question. go to school for? Yeah, go ahead. No, Vince, I, I like that. Got. Yeah, I like yeah. Like yours I, better, I was, Greg. Yeah, I was an operations ma uh, management major uh, with an emphasis okay. 
in, in that time, supply chain wasn't necessarily a big major like a it degree. is today. Uh, but right. uh, clearly, uh, that's where my interest was. Mm. So, and where was that follow- that you went to school? The University of Tennessee. <laughs> I wanted to make I sure you that. got an opportunity to say that, Don. <laughs> Absolutely. Haslam School of Business. <laughs> Well, and, you know, as we all know, that's become one of the go-to uh, universities for right. supply chain management and folks that want to break out into the industry. Um, one other quick follow-up question. You talked about your first role um, um, there, kind of getting on with UPS during the holidays. Have you ever, has that memory of all that hard work, you know, during uh, a special time of year for so many and, and, and the people that enabled that to, to uh, take place, has that, has that stuck with you throughout your career? It absolutely has, Scott. Um, one of the things that, that resonates then and resonates now is the service piece of what we do in supply chain. You know, going to customers' home and whether they were signing for packages or not, and understanding that they were waiting on that and it was a timely factor with it. And then, of course, working with a company like UPS at the time, where precision was everything. And so it, mm-hmm. it, it just became part of, boy, this is, this, this is what this piece of business is all about. It's about being efficient. It's about ensuring that you're doing the best you can at the lowest cost possible while providing the highest service levels. And mm-hmm. that has been a cornerstone for me of growing in this supply chain world. Wow, what a foundation. One, one uh, I'm about to turn over to Greg here as we kind of dive more into Lowe's and what you're up to now. But before we get there, I think one other really helpful piece of, of, of perspective and context is, you know, after you graduated uh, University of Tennessee and, and what other supply chain roles that you, that you um, uh, moved into that really shaped your worldview and, and your leadership experience. Tell us a little more there. Look, I've, I've, I've been so fortunate in my career. Uh, a very long career with Schneider National Carriers um, uh, and really cut my teeth in the trucking side of things. Uh, but then was recruited to Walmart stores uh, where I had an opportunity to uh, lead the entire private truck fleet at Walmart and then moving into core distribution where I had responsibility for a series of warehouses to include ambient, non-ambient. Um, and then actually for a while moved into the store side of the business. And so mm. really got to see supply chain from a different perspective. Even if you think about the back room of a retail establishment and all the supply chain principles that are within the back room and flowing to the sales floor. But probably mm. one of the life changing, career changing opportunities came in an assignment that I uh, was given in South Africa where I spent uh, two years in sub-Saharan South Africa uh, with the acquisition that at the time Walmart has made as the chief integration officer, but having the opportunities to support the build out of a supply chain network uh, within South Africa. And when you think about that, not nearly as um, advanced as what you see in the US. And so the difficulty, whether it was around the highway systems are connecting warehouses, uh, just a really great opportunity to see something different and to understand that there's more than one way in, in, in which to, as I say, skin the cat. Uh, so what a wonderful experience that was for me. Mm. 
Wow, Greg, wow. there's so much there to follow up on, right? There is. We've talked a lot about Africa and the difficulties there for, um, I mean, there's so many borders. Uh, the infrastructure mm -hmm. is so outdated. Yep. We talk a lot about yep. infrastructure in the States, but we have roads. That's a good thing. Um, and, <clears throat> and there are just a lot of difficulties there. So uh, that's, I'm sure that was very striking and probably something you carry with you every day as you work in a relatively strong infrastructure environment. Well, what it tells me is that here we can overcome anything. You know, when you think about a breakdown here, we think about it in terms of hours not days <laughs> right and if you're in, in right. if you're in, in in where you have poor infrastructure you're talking days and the right. delays yeah. could be or just leaving it on the side of the road that's exactly right and hoping that it's there when you yeah. get back so right. yeah just a, a a totally different environment but again hey, one really quick, educational one quick comment greg and don just just elaborate here you know don we do a, a series here at supply chain now that focuses on supply chain leadership across africa with uh, jenny Froome and our friends at sapix and we had on uh, several um supply chain practitioners from africa at the at the earliest parts of the vaccine distribution and they were they were telling us that literally you know here we think about strengthening bridges that cross all sorts of things here in the states uh, mm -hmm. they were talking about how there are certain aspects of, of rivers and streams where there are no bridges and they got to find a way to, you know, build those bridges for with, them. Uh, right. That's right, Greg. It's, it, wow. it was, it's, it's eye opening, really is. Wow. It's a different yeah. environment. Yeah. For yeah, I mean, that's, that is cool. That it's rare to get to have that kind of an impact on, on your, professional career. So that's really impressive. And, and I'm glad to see you got to take some really cool stuff away from that. So now in your current role, Don, you know, supply chain is really broad. It sounds like the trucking aspect of it was an initial focus for you, but what is your role as executive VP of supply chain? I mean, is it more broad than trucking now? It sounds like you got into distribution as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When we think about it, and, and you guys know from your experiences and, and a lot of your past guests, supply chain for different companies mean different things. And there are different mm -hmm. functions that are within supply chain. Here at Lowe's, when we talk about supply chain, we talk not only about the distribution aspect. So all of our distribution centers, whether they be regional distribution centers, flatbed distribution centers are very important for us. Uh, given the, the commodities that we carry in our stores, our coastal holding facilities, because we are the fourth largest importer uh, from a retail perspective in the U.S. So those facilities are extremely important to us. We also have bulk distribution centers uh, as well as um, fulfillment centers. And we'll talk a little bit later about our omni-channel journey, but it's really important to us. But also included in that for us are our last mile delivery services. So if you think about deliveries to home, fun fact, we have already crested in our fiscal year ends January 31st, over 12 million deliveries to homes this year, 12 wow. million. Wow. And so that's a lot of delivery capacity that we use on, on a, a, a year to year basis. So it's really, really, really kind of cool to see that coming to fruition. But we also have network planning and optimization, which is really important when we think about flow into our distribution centers uh, from our inventory replenishment and planning teams. 
we have a uh, within our supply chain, we have an operations support area, uh, which is really the backbone that helps us understand our processes. We think in terms of people, process, and technology within our business. And we have a group that's tailored to look at our business that way to make continuous improvements throughout our business each and every day. Uh, so it's very important. We have an engineering arm within our business uh, that really looks at the technology and how we move goods through. And so our engineers, you know, you think about normal industrial engineers doing time and motion studies and things of that sort, but we're also thinking about how do we keep our associates safe on a day-to-day -day basis, particularly within uh, our distribution nodes. Um, and clearly we have a cross-dock network, which is facilitating a lot of our home de uh, deliveries now. And that cross-dock network, quite frankly, is something that we're continuing to grow out. Uh, we just started it, quite frankly, in earnest this past year. Uh, but by the end of 2022, we'll be in half of our stores will be serviced through this network. And so it's a really big initiative for us. And so that's uh, that in a nutshell is, is who we are from a supply chain perspective. That's a big nutshell. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, I think for, I think that what that really does for me is it really enunciates just how complex supply chain is, right? I mean, think about all those things that you, some of which you have been doing for a long time. Some of them are relatively new, but all of them expanding as you continue to grow the organization and as consumer demand, as you spoke to in retail, continues to evolve. So uh, it, it's really interesting. And it, ma it makes me ask this question, which um, I, I always think about in retail, and that is you all have made such a huge investment in supply chain and you continue to do so what so many years ago triggered that investment that so many retailers are just starting to make now or in the last 18, 24 months because of crisis? What, what about your, your approach or your company's culture or philosophy had you guys getting so advanced with supply chain so much earlier than so many retailers? Well you, well, you know, um, I, I don't know that we always view it that we were so much earlier. What I will tell you, Greg, is that it's, it's omni-channel retail has really changed the way supply chain has to operate. Fulfillment mm -hmm. is not the same as distribution. And when you start to think about how a customer wants to be served, it was really important that we take a step back and we take a look at, or took a look rather, at how are we serving the ultimate customers. Our stores and our associates in our stores every day do a fantastic job of serving the customer. And if you go back just four short years ago, everything that we delivered actually got delivered from a store. The right. store was the center of everything. And it's just so much complexity, not only on the front end of serving the customer and ensuring that the, the store is in stock, but that back end work, whether it was around uh, receiving, um, getting the deliveries out of the back door, the storage of goods right. at store level. And so it was our goal to take some of that complexity out of our stores. And so it became very important as we think about it from an omni-channel perspective, if a customer orders, 
They don't really care if it's coming out of the back of the store or a warehouse or a cross right. dock. And what we right. have to do is look at it and, and really take a look at our cost and understand how can we best serve that customer while simultaneously taking that complexity out of the back of the store. And so that's the transformation journey that we're on. It's really about contribution margin, understand it. How do you do, and I used this word earlier, most efficiently for yeah. us, our associates, and our customers. And so that, that indeed is the journey that we're on. And, and you guys know, like I know, that journey is never done. Never. And it's no never finish over. line. No, none whatsoever. It's just milestones that you hit and you go for the next milestone in that journey. So wow. I, I'm going to follow I, up to I that. I tell group. you. Go ahead. Okay. You got to tell ahead. us. You follow up first. <laughs> no, because no, I'm about to shift gears. I got to tell you, Don, I think, I, I think um, I've worked in the industry for a long time as a practitioner and as a service provider to technology. And I, I have seen so uh, much advancement in hardware and, and automotive and other relatively yeah. low margin, high volume industries. Um, and I, I mean, I think it's every day for you because it's, and this is the term we used on because you've been with Lowe's for more than two decades. Huh? How about that? That way you don't give yourself up. Um, but <laughs> I think, I think because you've been with Lowe's so long, it's so matter of fact, but I have to tell you, it's very exceptional. The level of advancement that you all have brought I can even compare it to other um, other hardware or or home improvement chains and organizations, both chains and um, dealer networks and that sort of thing. And I, I think what you're doing is very very advanced. It may seem really standard pat for you, but it's a model for other companies to look to. And um, you know, not that you need to congratulate yourself, but I would like to congratulate you because you're. <laughs> You guys are very, you have done so much so early and prior to the crisis. And I think that's really commendable. And I think it's a model that other companies could look at and, and really benefit themselves, whether it's omni-channel or, you know, or whether it's just general store distribution or even, you know, bulk goods distribution. I think there's, um, there's a lot to be proud of there. Well, you, well, you know, well, first of all, thanks for the compliment. Uh, but I, I, the, the, the real compliment goes to our people. Um, mm -hmm. Our people are, we, we have a term we use here, and it's all in. And we work across uh, every area of the business seamlessly. You know, one of my, well, you know, the, this leadership team is just absolutely incredible in terms of how we work together. Um, I give a special credit to, you know, whether it's our, our operations team, our merchandise team, our technology teams, because we all think about the customer and understanding that customer journey, mm -hmm. right. but not necessarily second to that. I'll say in addition to that, what's the associate journey like? And what are the things that our folks that are in the trenches day to day, whether they're in our stores or our distribution centers, what are they faced with? And we often talk about, we've got to simplify, simplify, simplify. And so if you think yeah. about it, what we try to do is make everything as simple as operating an iPhone. And mm -hmm. we're not there yet. We want it intuitive. 
And we think if we can get our operations to that level of simplicity, then things go really well. And that, that, yeah. that is the goal for us. I love that. I love that focus on the voice of the employee and the, and the employee experience. Um, and, and, and clearly, you know, beyond the conversation we're having here with Don, if you go out and talk to those associates while they're in the store, it, it, it comes out um, uh, in those conversations. I want to I want to drill in a little bit, little bit, little bit into this omni-channel and and what helps make that happen to meet the, the consumers where they want to be met, right? Because to your point, Don, they don't. Most, most consumers don't care about where it's coming from and they care about price and delivery and That's quality, right. you know, some, some combination of those three things. So fulfillment, right? Um, you mentioned that earlier. Um, it, this is a little bit dated figure, but I think it's still remarkable. Uh, in early March, 2021, Lowe shared that fulfillment execution had improved 6X over March, 2020. Yep. So, so how... How does that happen at Lowe's? Uh, it, it happens by having a CEO that allows you to make investments in your business. Um, if you go back 18 months ago, we had one fulfillment center, one. Mm. And we knew we had to accelerate that. Mm. Today, today we have five fulfillment centers. And that has made the biggest difference in securing what I call a minimum of two-day service across the U.S., which is really important. And you guys know, like I know, fulfillment rate or time is really important to a customer. When they right. place an order, they want to know, first thing, when will I get it? So whether it's, and, and, and then fulfilling that promise. So if you tell them it's two days, they'll take two days, but you better do it in two days. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, we often talk about next day, same day, and you obviously have to play in that arena because that's very important for some of our customers, but just be reliable at what you say you're going to do. And that's what our teams are really focused on when we think about parcel fulfillment or even LTL fulfillment, because a lot of things that we carry are not parcel size or parcel eligible. They're ordering larger goods just get it there and get it there on time. And so that's the focus of the team. Um, we've also incorporated some of the larger moves. So we've taken our core distribution network, like our, our uh, regional distribution centers. We've enabled right. LTL capabilities to customer out of those facilities. And uh, we have bulk distribution centers where we now have our much larger good. If you think about appliances, uh, tub surrounds, grills, riding mowers, things that people don't necessarily have the capability to take home, but they would like to have it delivered. We're using those facilities like we never have in an effort to get it to the customer. So it's, uh, it continues to be a journey. Um, I don't think we're great at it, but I think we are improving at it. Um, so Don, you might find some argument there and disagreement uh, amongst here and, and other uh, fans of Lowe's out there. Um, you know, one quick observation, and then I want to kind of go broader beyond Lowe's uh, along the lines of what we're talking about. You know, we've made this observation, and it, it's 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 a very simple observation, but it just I still can't quite. It boggles my mind. You know, we place orders these days largely on when do we get it, right? Versus yes what, Greg, 10 years ago, maybe, where that was largely, and for the most part, a big afterthought, right? 
it, it, it just, it, it, it blows my mind just how far global supply chain and, and what it does to power that, that, uh, and optimize that customer experience has come. Greg, your quick response, and I'm going to dive a little deeper with Don in that area. Yeah, well, I've, I mean, I've always watched how long it gets here. Being a retailer, yeah. the reliability that Don spoke to is really, really important. I would rather have a longer but reliable lead time than a shorter one. Um, so as a consumer, I played this game where I wouldn't pay for the, the quick delivery and realize that even though they promised five to seven days, they'd still get it there in three to five. Sorry, Don, I, I played that on you guys just like everybody else. But, but, but the truth is, uh, I mean, I think we've all, it's been a nascent want of consumers. We've always wanted it right now. That's why we had stores, hmm. right? Those, those times when we lived in a remote place, like some of us do now, um, and, and you just can't run out to a store. It's 45 minutes away or whatever it is. That's when things like delivery become important. But the desire to get it immediately is still there. And I think um, re retailers have recognized that more than driven that. And, and mm. certain retailers have enabled that, which has caused a demand on the rest of retailers to mm. be able to do so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, the consumer wants what they want. They want it now. They want it at the price they want it. And they want it in good condition and in full to Don and your point. Well, um, and always so, have, but we've had to settle in the past. Right Now we that, don't have to settle. And I, it's great to see organizations stepping up to that. Well, look, that's look, a fair guys, you know, verification. You know, like Don, I know, you, well, you know, like I know that consumer sentiment is that um, um, every year the expectations get higher and higher relative to how they want their goods and, and whether they're ordering from an iPhone, the laptop, um, uh, any mobile device. Um, it's just that immediacy that, that is part of our society today. And if you aren't in that game, then you're, you, you are not being competitive. Mm. And, and I think that's the real key is that if you want to be competitive, then you just got to jump in there and understand how do you execute against that? I think the biggest thing for most companies is how do you do it in a profitable way? Mm. Because at the end mm -hmm. of the day, you can lose a lot of money uh, if you don't really think through what node does this item need to be in in an effort to be next day. Do I deliver next day out of my store? Because out of 2,200 units across the U.S. and Canada, am I closer to or within that zip code? Are there certain items that you offer next day, same day on that makes sense for you and the contribution margin works versus offering a next day and I have to try to ship it 500 plus miles? It doesn't, the, the math just doesn't work. And so right. it's a constant mm -hmm. looking at the algorithms and understanding your sourcing engines and having the right merchandise in the right place that's going to fulfill the customer. And, you know, when you think about technology that, you know, let's face it, Greg, years ago, you know, we didn't talk about AI. We didn't talk about machine learning. <laughs> right. Now, right. You know, AI was just, actual yeah. intelligence, Don. Not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And these days, it's all pulling all that data together to understand what ships with what 
in, in, in most cases? And how do you create those baskets in terms of where you mm-hmm. put your merchandise, right, in order to ship it? Uh, so that those are all all that data and pulling it together, which, again, is something that's relatively new to everyone. And there are a lot of companies out there that can help you do that. But at the end of the day, that's the that's how you have to lean in in an effort to meet the customer's expectation. Well, OK, so so you, you've essentially to a large degree spoke to the next question I'm going to ask you, but one quick comment. So I guess y'all cannot relate to me as a kid when I was placing an order for cassettes and comic books. And by the time they got here eight months later, it seemed I'd forgotten I'd even ordered them. So uh, maybe not the only person in that book. Anyway. Um, the only thing that's you... changed there, Scott, is that that happens within three days. Now people forgot right. what they ordered within three days instead of eight months. Uh, the power of supply chain. So to that, so kidding aside, yep. uh, and Don, I really appreciate what you shared just a moment sure. ago, because that leads to um, your, your, already making the case, as we all know, about that critical role that supply chain plays in uh, not just optimizing customer experience, the CX uh, movement that's been been um, uh, taking place for years now, just called maybe something different. Um, but that's what powers this modern retail environment. Yes. So, so speak a little bit more to that, Don, if you would. Yeah, so for us, um, when we think about CSAT scores or customer satisfaction scores or likelihood to recommend or whatever measurements that that companies use today, that really becomes the basis of how you start to set your service offering. Because it's really, really, really important that when that customer has that great experience with you, they come back Mm. and they tell other people now. The other side of that is when they don't have a great customer experience, they also tell others. And so that's better than any advertising that you could have. And so it is really important for us, and we talk about it on the delivery side of our business all the time. You gotta treat every delivery like it's the first delivery or treat it like it's the last. It's Mm. really important that we execute and execute flawlessly because it means so much to the customer. And so as we take a look, whether it's inside of our stores, you know, we operate on what we call smart customer service, and it starts with that S starts for seek. We are looking for a customer in that store. So don't be so dependent on doing tasks because the customer is the reason why we're there. And so seek out Mm -hmm. that customer, understand more about the project that they're working on, what exactly, so it's more than just, hello, how are you? It's really getting into a deep understanding of why they're there. Because look, they're spending dollars on their home. And that is the largest investment that any of us will make. And it's so near and dear to you. So whether it's a small project, like I'm hanging pictures and I need the right size picture hangers, or I'm doing a bathroom remodel. And I really wanna know how to lay this tile if I'm trying to do it myself. Our teams have to lean in to ensure that we're meeting that customer's needs. And so those are the things when you start thinking about customer satisfaction and CX, it is so important that you become part of their project. I love that, uh, Don. And just a side note, my dear wife, lovely wife, Amanda, would not let me touch any of those two projects you mentioned or much less anything <laughs> else. Uh, holes in walls, wrong measurements. That's what I'm known for around here. All right. So, Greg, um, 
There's so much. This is like a this is kind of like a master class. You know, every every once in a while it we is, do a master really. class kind of in supply chain. Don's giving us that here. Where are we going next, Gregory? Well, I want to know since you've been in in the industry and particularly at Lowe's for more than two decades. Um, well, let me you clarify. Must have had... well, well, let me clarify because here I've been in I've been in the industry a long time. Uh, we had a, a, a leadership team refresh approximately three and a half years ago, and I actually came aboard as part of that leadership team refresh. Oh, got uh, it. So okay. I was, yeah, so I was able to take years and years of experience uh, and come into Lowe's and, quite frankly, love what I saw when I got here, uh, particularly around the, the folks in supply chain. Um, I use three words. And, and this is this this is how I describe our teams: dedicated, resourceful, and resilient. And that's never been more true since the pandemic. And and that's the way our frontline associates approach this business each and every day, as well as our store support associates. But what's been great is that we've been able to look at where was the business, and where did the business need to go. And as we've come up with what we call our roadmap. Uh, to excellence, going from good to great. And you guys know that story very well for a mm -hmm. lot of other companies. That's the journey that we're on. And so it's been really, really fun to take our core uh, team that was here and that, to your point, Greg, had done this for so many years and really right. the evolution of Lowe's supply chain and where we are in the industry and take some leaders that we brought in over the course of the last three years, bring all that knowledge together. And it has been a blast in terms of learning, a blast in terms of how we're moving this business forward. And I'm just so excited to be a part of it. You got to face the brutal facts, right? That's, that's one of the things, that's one of the keys of good to great, right? So I bet you've done a lot of facing of that in the last last three years, but over the over your career, I mean, you've had so many opportunities at so many places to to have kind of breakthrough moments, eureka moments, if you want to call them that. Give give us an idea of something that just has really struck you in in the last three years. Sure, and and guys, I will tell you, and and you know, one year in, and then a pandemic hits. And, and wow. I, I'm sure a lot of supply chain uh, teams can tell you about dozens of eureka moments that have happened. I mean, if you think about, uh, we were very fortunate as a retailer uh, to be named an essential retailer when the pandemic started. And so while a lot of retailers, uh, you know, if you think about apparel and others that had to temporarily shut down, uh, we, we kept going. And only through the grace of uh, those frontline associates in our business that in the early days really, really focused on how do we keep ourselves safe? How do we keep our associates safe while serving those needs? I mean, if you think about it, if you're dependent on medicine that needs refrigeration and your refrigerator doesn't work, you got to go get a refrigerator. Right. Nobody can live mm -hmm. in a home with a toilet that's broken. You know, so it's all those essential kind of things that, that we brought to bear. That, were that we were able to, 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 to keep our business going. Now, the interesting thing about that is that as the supply side started to wane and we saw a real, real focus on 
a lack of supply, particularly in those fast moving items. My supply chain felt like one big cross dock. Man, I'd get it in, it'd get in the store and it'd flow out the other side. I mean, I don't know that the teams had a lot of time to stock it. And so, you know, you're looking at your in-stock levels, you're not very pleased with it, but you understand that everything's just moving through uh, to where we are this year, where supplies are a little bit better, and we've had to pivot a little bit. And so these have been moments where we continue to reinvent ourselves. We continue to think about how is it that we do things better? I mean, the big question I always get uh, from my peers and a leadership team is what did you learn in 2020? What did you learn in 2021 that you were taking to 2022? And so it's constantly uh, going back, uh, doing an autopsy of what the year was like. What are the things that we need to change in an effort to continue to not only grow our business, but to increase our customer satisfaction? Greg? Yeah, I'm. I think uh, there have, as you said, Don, been a ton of learnings around uh, around this pandemic. Most of the learning for a lot of companies was we didn't have a strong enough, if you want to call it, supply chain ethic. And I think that mm-hmm. you all had not only an ethic, but an, an initiative uh, going on. And I'm curious, as you think about this, so it, imagine this, not just joining a new company, but graduating from college with a supply chain degree or going into college with a supply chain degree or coming out and getting into the job world. And we have a ton of our community that are, um, you know, recent graduates or recently in or seeking to be in the supply chain trade. Give me an idea of maybe a key tenant or a key um, bit of knowledge that they should all have as they get into this industry. Well, look, I, I, I'd say that as they come into the industry, and by the way, they've chosen a great industry. And, you know, this is actually Agreed. a really good time to enter the industry. When you see that supply chain leads every news story every week, whether it's, it's, it's you know, the pileup at the ports or anything of that sort, it's, it's a problem-solving industry right now. I will tell you that their mindset needs to be one around flexibility understanding that what worked yesterday just may not work today. And ultimately understanding that I've got to go solve this issue. And what are all the tools that I've learned in school, the practical experience that I may have if I'm uh, moving forward in supply chain with an advanced degree, what are those things and experiences that I can take and how can I apply them to the current situation? I'm a big proponent of, of on the ground leadership. You know, previously I, I was, I was a big, and I say previously to the previous to the pandemic coaching by walking around, love to get out of my office, love to get out into the field and really understand what are the teams working on? What are the barriers that they have to being great? And because the pandemic has slowed some of that down, it's, it's now that I have to think about how do you engage in a different way? And so as people enter that, the engagement levels are a little bit different. You have to right. be creative, mm-hmm. whether it's through mediums like this. Uh, we, we use Microsoft Teams, so no plug for Microsoft, just a way of, of uh, obviously understanding how we communicate to those in a remote environment. 
and and how how do you stay connected? And that is the big challenge, I think, for not only supply chain, but all the workplaces now that are perhaps remote, semi-remote, or a combination of both. Mm. Okay. Don, I wish we had three more hours with you because I think I think we could uh, pick your brain further and solve some of uh, industry's biggest challenges. Uh, but I love the story, um, and I love I love your um, you're not calling it, but I hear real, actual in person there for the team leadership. And gosh, if anything has gotten us through these last few years in supply chain and otherwise, it's been a lot of that. So. Um, I want to shift gears as, as our time with you is starting to wind down, and I'm sure you've got a, a busy calendar here today. Um, one of our favorite things here at Supply Chain Now is, you know, that give forward, as Greg has coined it, right? You know, that do good uh, with action, right? With lots of action. Uh, even if you can't give a lot, hey, give a little, but just start giving. As as, as Greg, I'm stealing your, your advice there. Lowe's does a ton in the communities. As, you know, I've been you know, growing up in Aiken, oh, yeah. South Carolina. I think we had one or two stores there. Been around Lowe's a long time, and 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 here just recently, one of the recent examples: those terrible storms that came through the U.S. Uh, in December. I think Lowe's wrote a check for about a million dollars to help provide relief for tornado victims. That's just the latest one of the latest um, uh, activities there. So. Touch on this Hometown 100 initiative. This is really feel-good, do-good stuff. Tell us about this. Yeah, so it, it, it's really just the natural evolution of, of what we've done since Lowe's was founded. Um, last year, we celebrated our 100th anniversary as a company. And uh, in conjunction with our marketing team, uh, the thought was, you know what? We do projects in communities each and every day. And our stores have the latitude, our distribution centers have the latitude to work with first responder organizations and just support the community. And this was a way to formalize that, to recognize our 100 years in business. So it's 100 hometown initiatives. And we chose over 100 cities, and there's actually over 100 uh, opportunities out there uh, to go out in the community and actually share time on projects with these communities. Uh, our associates gave of their time, and so it wasn't as though it was an extra paid thing. It's just what they do. And we donated in terms of resources and supplies, and you know, a couple of them hit home with me. You know, I told you guys I'm a Memphis boy, and uh, we had a, a, an opportunity to go to Memphis uh, to work with the Alzheimer and Dementia Center of Memphis. Mm -hmm. And uh, I flew into Memphis and, man, got put my gloves on, and and got busy with the kind of paint up, fix up project uh, within that center uh, because the folks just do great work in these communities. And you, you recognize that as retail, you are local and you are part of the community. The folks that work in your stores are part of that community. And just, so it's so important. I mean, it's just in our DNA. And so it, it's been a really great thing for us. And there are so many opportunities for us to create opportunities. And that's what our 100 hometown initiatives have done. And so from our, from our chairman and CEO, personally participating in projects, to everyone through the leadership team, to our associates in our stores and our distribution centers, uh, I can tell you we all enjoyed that. And quite frankly, we'll continue to do that 
in, in a somewhat informal manner, because again, it's just who we are. Mm. Don, I uh, love that. Uh, Greg, I'm gonna get your reaction to that before we uh, make sure folks know how to connect with Don and the Lowe's team. Greg, what strikes you there? Uh, I think the recognition that, that retail is local is critical because you are part of this. I, I was flashing through my mind um, you know, having worked in stores in a retail chain, just how local it can be. Mm -hmm. I used to serve coffee and, and egg burritos to people in the neighborhood around, uh, around my store. And it's not just good for the community. It's good. It's good for business. Right. And I, 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 that's kind of why I love these give forward initiatives is because people recognize the genuine nature of these initiatives. And, um, and it, I mean, it is good for the business doing well by doing good, right? It's a classic term, but this is a great way to do it. And, and I particularly appreciate that, you know, from Don's perspective, that it's not even about getting back from the community. It's what you owe to the community by that's being right. part of it. So that's, that's an important perspective for a retail company to have. Love that's that. Right. I also love how Don concluded his, uh, his, his, uh, answer there is, it's who we are. It is who we are. It's how we do business. It's, it's in our DNA. Um, all right. So, Don, really have enjoyed your time here today on Supply Chain Now. As busy as you are, I appreciate all the time and, and perspective and, and point of view you've given us. I think we can learn a lot from what you've shared here today and, and from basically how you do business. So, Don, if folks are curious, whether it's about the Hometown 100 or, or any of the other uh, aspects of the Lowe's business, uh, how can folks learn more? Well, look, uh, obviously Lowe's.com is a good place to go and understand under the, the, the PR tab, you can see all the great things that we're doing and can be part of. Uh, you can actually connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn, so uh, happy to connect uh, in that area. And quite frankly, for those students that are out there that are thinking about careers, uh, you've got jobs.lowes.com that you can go out and see all the available opportunities and, and I'd, be, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say look under supply chain to understand what opportunities <laughs> are there because we're always looking for great people uh, to join our business and to help us uh, continue our transformation. And so we're really excited about that. And guys, I'd be really remiss uh, in, in not saying thank you for what you guys do for the supply chain community. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, as practitioners, uh, and, and, and you guys have done a great job of highlighting all the great things that go on uh, within the different supply chains. And again, we know that that takes on a lot of different meanings for a lot of different people. And you guys do a really great job of drilling down into it. And so thank you for, for being such a supporter of what we do. Thank you, Don. And you know, you, you started your interview off. It's about the people. It's about the team. You know, Greg and I get a chance to be on, be in front of the camera more often, but man, we got a home run team that makes it happen. So Don, gosh, if that's not some good news that, that will brighten anyone's day and, 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 and you get better, right? You get better. Just like you, you pointed out, there's no finish line, right? Um, one of the big thanks to Don Fryson, executive vice president, supply chain with Lowe's. Don, hope you have a home run 2022 and we'll have to have you back home really soon. So a couple of things. So if you want to just get in touch with me, I have a LinkedIn profile out there. So guys, guys, just look me up and, and hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, be happy to respond. 
Um, if you're looking for an opportunity, particularly in supply chain, go to jobs.lows.com. And uh, there's a supply chain tab there that you can click on or other pieces of the business. So uh, clearly, uh, we're always looking for great talent uh, in, in our transformation journey. And so it's just been a real blast spending this time with you guys. And, and thank you. You bet. Big thanks. Big thanks. This thank masterclass in supply chain, retail and leadership and a lot more. Uh, big thanks to Don yeah. Frosson, Executive Vice President for Supply Chain with Lowe's. Thank you, Don. Thank you. All righty. All right. So, Greg, man, who wouldn't want to work for Don? I mean, is that that's the kind of individual that will have you ready to run through walls back behind us, right? Well, clearly, it, I mean, it, you know, in the last three years, he and the team have had a great impact on the organization. As I said, that's an organization that's been ahead of the curve for a lot of years. Anyway, I know they probably don't feel like it. Um, and as as we talked about, they've probably had to face the brutal fact, which is one of the principles of go to good to great in case everybody hasn't read the book. And if you haven't right. read it, uh, but th they have always been a really, really strong and committed organization. And they continue to, as he said, they continue to grow. Right. They're never done. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's inspirational to me. I, you know, I had some flashback moments in talking to Don and going, gosh, I miss doing this or I miss doing that. <laughs> and it's good. I mean, it's good. Don't you think? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd it love is. to work for that guy. I love it. Uh, I love I love Don's POV here today, and I really again I got to go back to it's who we are. It's 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 in our DNA. This yeah. is how we do business, right? That is such a powerful when you got the right culture, man. That's just a force multiplier. So, uh, big thanks to Don and the whole team over at Lowe's that helped us make today's interview happen. Okay, Greg, uh, wonderful conversation. We got a lot more teed up for 2022. So, folks, if you check yeah. out Supply Chain now. Buckle up and get ready, as Greg would say, because we got a lot more good stuff, just like this conversation with Don coming at you. But hey, if you didn't get 18 pages of notes like I've got uh, here from our conversation, including our um, barbecue recommendation in Memphis, Bar in Memphis, Tennessee, Cozy Corner, you got to check that out. Um, if you take anything away, you got to take Don's spirit of, of getting stuff done and getting stuff done better, right? GSD, do good, give forward. Be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you back next time right here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.